What up, Tate Schools, and welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special de- guest, Miss Nafisha False Bailey, is a motivated wellness professional, health and physical educator, strength and conditioning coach, offering eight plus years in teaching and sports and leadership. We are very happy to have you today. How are you doing today, young lady? I'm doing well and really grateful to be here today. Glad to be here with you guys. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. We are very um, happy to have you. You are actually one of the first um, wellness coaches that we are having on here. Physical physical educator and strength conditioning coach, which I think is absolutely awesome. So uh, tell us, how did you get started? Um, so it kind of all started after, cause I've, I've been playing basketball since I was like six. I got a scholarship to Albany state, um, of course played all four years. And then I, um, got into grad school at Augusta, well, well, was Georgia regions at the time, but Augusta university. And all of a sudden basketball stopped. Um, and when I tell you, I've never felt so lost, um, invalidated like all of the above did not know where I belong and I didn't realize that's what basketball was doing for me because I've been playing since I was freaking six mm-hmm. until college so um I began to um just run that's how I started doing the the half marathons and you know really getting into running because I I said I had to do something so I started running um and then joined the black girls run um and met you know like other like-minded individuals and then I figured out okay this is something that I need um, to keep me going and I didn't have the competitiveness of you know competing with teammates or other teams it was me versus me um, because I was on a uh, I guess a different path um, so in experiencing that um, and it was really a lot more you know I think a lot more people should um, especially former athletes should should really talk about it to to current athletes um just if you've been doing something pretty much your whole life and that's what validates you and then all of a sudden it stops um just kind of having like a cushion or a gateway to you know really finding out who you are after the basketball the football stop you know after the ball stops um so anyway i um began running i incorpor- i started incorporating yoga i started trying you know lifting weights and i've i've well, I ran, of course, and um, lift weights at Albany State, but it was just solely because I was told to do so, never because I found it in myself to make it happen. Um, and as I began to incorporate more and more, and I've always had, you know, the health and physio background, the kinesiology background, you know, and I was, you know, interested in body sciences, not really knowing that I was going to, I needed those things Um to help me on my wellness journey to get me to where I am now. So it just really all began, like I said, after basketball, after the ball stopped dribbling, I had to really figure out um, where I belong, who I was, and what allowed me to, um, you know, get into an, a creative space to to get to the place I am now. Yeah, because uh, us former athletes, uh, just the simple fact of what's next when we stop. Yeah. Um, that's. Yeah. That's a huge question that a lot of people don't, as you say, don't talk about. They don't discuss. No, they don't, man. <laughs> yeah, they act like it's just, um, it's a big blow. It's a big blow to mm-hmm. uh, yeah, ego, to your emotional state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge blow because especially if you have a system and you constantly, 
you know, you doing the same thing every day or the training, the ball, and that's what we love, but it's yeah. when it stops, it's like, whoa, yeah. now I have to, I guess, grow up, uh, get a real job. <laughs> Right. So, you know, that's and figure a, out who I am outside of this thing that's kind of not been a distraction, but just figure out who I am outside of this thing I've had to kind of disguise me having to do that. So, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, yeah, tough. And, and I'm glad that you found a way to incorporate that into your business. I mean, how actually, when did you start the health dealer? So I started the health dealer um, actually last, it was last October, Mm -hmm. um, actually, almost a year now. Um, But I, so I started, I had a a previous um, training business. It was called Fit, uh, Frost Intensive Training. When I first moved to Augusta, that was one of the first, one of the things that I tried um, just to incorporate the team and galvanizing of people, like-minded people, to accomplish a goal. Um, I I wouldn't. I guess I did fail at it, um, but I learned some really valuable lessons in dealing with people because that was really my first time dealing with people. Uh, I kind of took a step back from it for a while, and then um, I was able. I had thank God I had the opportunity to revisit it again with the. Um, with those lessons learned, bringing those things to the table and a new mindset and a lot more mature and knowing and confident in who I was. So, um, I started it again as the health dealer, mm-hmm. um, last October and we've been moving forward since. Dope. Dope. So as, uh, what, so say if I sign up with the health dealer, mm-hmm. what would I get? What comes with your program? What comes with your business? So um, it just depends on what you're looking for. I um, personal train, um, group train, or strength conditioning coach for as far as athletes or teams are concerned, which I absolutely love because I have my heart is there. Um, I um, speak to young or young individuals or older individuals about you know their wellness journey um, and different tips and strategies to incorporate things that they like um, to make their wellness journey sustainable, not just, you know, throw something at them and then you should, you should be running three miles, running five miles, and then they try and it's like, uh, this is not who I am. So really yeah. digging down and figuring out, depending on my lifestyle, what I like to do, how can I start and continue and be successful on my wellness journey? Um, and then I've, I've, spoke, I've spoken at one conference, so I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that goes into the um, wellness coaching piece, but um yeah, it's depending on what you want. The wellness coaching, what we mean, you sit down one-on-one or group coaching, come up with different strategies and tips to help you along your wellness journey. Um, personal training, group training, um, strength conditioning for a specific team, um, and then speaking at different conferences, just educating um, individuals, whether it be kids, whether it be middle-aged, whether it be you know older mm-hmm. individuals, geriatrics, it doesn't matter. Um, so just the speaking, the training, and the coaching piece just depending on what you're looking for dope dope go ahead i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say i'm also adding to um the um prenatal and postpartum um i guess wellness coaching as as it pertains to that and training as it pertains to that um because um i know the i guess the trials kind of thing the things that i went through um while I was pregnant and then especially right after I had Ali um, mm-hmm. and that like 
played a huge, huge role um, in my mental and emotional, physical also, but it, it did wonders for my mental and emotional health. And I think people take that. Moms um, don't know how important that is. Take that for granted. So I'm looking into um, becoming certified and adding that piece in too. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Care. Um, I definitely we know that uh, from just science. Of course, I'm not a mother, but from science and. Um, that post uh, mortem is uh, it can be rough uh, for a yeah. lot of individuals, and of course we all know that exercise um, is definitely helpful in a lot of ways um, as far as um, uh, just mental health, physical health as well, but just mental health and dealing with things. And a lot of time, moms, new moms, don't get a lot of breaks. Um, oh yeah, at all. You know, even with a great support system, still though. Yep. Yep. It's still the breaks are far and few between. So uh, we know that uh, some of us, some of us know that not everybody, but it's, you know, just the yeah. fact that not having those breaks, uh, it can, it can become a lot. It can become a lot and it can, it can break someone down. It can uh, ruin a lot of relationships as well as that. If their partner is not understanding or trying to uh, get uh, well versed uh, with that to see what's going on. And pay close attention to signs. Um, yeah. I think that's very important as well. Yeah, um, it is. Um, I know that you have, you're very passionate about what you're doing. And um, I, 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 you mentioned that you really like working with teams. But during this journey, what has been the most rewarding? What has been some one of the most challenging things that you have actually encountered and faced during this journey of just from fit to the health dealer? Um, I'd say definitely one of the most challenging journey journeys has been and the lessons that I've learned um, is how to um, coach and encourage di- people at different stages. So like I said previously, of course, I've always been an athlete and been used to being around a certain type of person as, as it pertains to their mindset and accomplishing a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, one of the biggest things that I had to learn uh, was that clearly everybody's not an athlete and I knew that, but just really, really figuring out that people, everybody doesn't have the same fire and or determination as an athlete or a former athlete would. That mm-hmm. was hard for me because um, initially, uh, you know, it, you, yeah, I used to be bothered by, you know, the, you know, complaining and whining you oh, know, yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah. And um, it, it really frustrated me. And I that, that was one of the reasons why I had to take a step back and really mature. And, and again, figure out really how to deal with people. Understand that p- different people are at different levels and they um, need different parts of you to kind of, you know, nurture what they have going on at that, that present time. Um, so that's been the biggest challenge. Is just, And I've done a, a really good job in really figuring out. And, that, and that's come with experience. Um, speaking with people, um, working in education, like that's come with, you know, the just years of experience and being understanding um, of other people's situation. That was hard for me because, again, I'm coming from athlete, used to work with athletes, and it's like, okay, you're not, I mean, <laughs> we got a goal here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're tired, but we, we, you're trying to accomplish your goal, right? So, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's the biggest challenge. And then I'd say um, one of the most rewarding um, parts of it is to see other individuals 
really um, me assisting with strategies, um, putting together schedules, um, training with them, showing them how to, them how to do different things, and then kind of watching them um, make it their own and it be sustainable. Because anybody can do anything while you're with them in their yeah. face for a month or, you know, two months yeah. while you're training with them. But what, what's, what about after they stop training with you? What yeah. about after, you know, you're not as connected with them? Or did you, did you teach them? Did you give them, um, um, gems, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, you know, uh, um, the tools they need. Yeah. Affect, yeah. Affect, affect their life in such a way that they're able to sustain a year, two years, you know, after, and even when they encounter another problem that you guys haven't discussed based off of your previous discussions or, you know, your encounters, they're still able to figure out how to solve that kind of on their own. Um, Absolutely. so that's been really rewarding. And then, um, my family, um, I've seen a lot of growth in my family. Um, they, I come from a family of athletes, but the whole nutrition side and then like what to do outside of being an athlete, um, wasn't, wasn't, I guess, always there. So with the, my growing journey in wellness, um, just being able to see the, the fruits of the labor, the conversations that we've had, the, you know, accountability, um, even with Juwan, like he's come a long, long, long way as far as um, nutrition mm-hmm. and really taking care of his his body like he should outside of sport. Um, that's been the the most rewarding, the sustainability when I'm not around. Or you know, they come back and say, "Hey, you know, I remember we talked about this and this. You know, I'm doing this, or this came up, and then I was able to do this because of something that you told me or a strategy that you helped me with." And it's really um, Helping people become self-sufficient. Nice, yeah, yeah. That's that's <clears throat> that's it. When the ones that's close to you really get it, you know, when they, yeah, man, yeah, when they just like, yeah, this is this works. You know, this mm-hmm. is what I need to do. I need to stop playing and take care of myself because mm-hmm. uh, our space, our business, our industry. We are I always joke with some of my um, clients when they refer other clients, and they're like, "Yeah, did you hear from?" such and such and I'm like nah it's like hold up they got all your information and all this stuff I thought it would have reached out I said nah you get used to it we get used to people lying to us yeah. you know it's, right. it's part of the game yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. like okay yeah like sure well yeah you're gonna start because this is we are in an industry where you actually have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. you know we, we it's off honesty like if you can't do I don't know that sit up you can't do it. Now we can help you to get that one sit up done, but you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, I need to stop playing. I need to really start do what I need to do to get my back off the floor to get this sit up done. So our business is very, is very different. It's very niche. It's very, it's, um, I always tell people it's, it's funny because even in, you have to be really, really good at what you do. Because we're usually the first thing that goes is mm-hmm. trainers. So you have to be yeah. coaches or whatever you want to call whatever label we use. We're usually the mm-hmm. first to go. So you got to make sure yeah. you know what you're doing. You got to make sure it sticks. You got to be able to deliver the message in a way that uh, individuals be like, well, you're worth keeping around or at mm-hmm. least your program. I don't need you mm-hmm. physically right by my side. But yeah. I need your program to get me to whatever goal that it you, you know I'm trying to reach. So yeah. uh, saying that uh, in our industry is 
it's rewarding um, to see people reach a goal. And also as an athlete from an athlete, it was, it's frustrating because you feel like all you got to do is X, Y, and Z and you can get it. And when they don't do it, it's like, come on, man. All you got to do is this right here. You, you right there. Like yeah. you really close. Like, let's just. Gave you the formula. Exactly. Yeah. You had a formula. You uh, just got to push on. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, I had a, a, another one of my uh, brothers on. Uh, he uh, owns a few gyms in Jacksonville. And we discussed uh, how do you, how do you feel about writing the programs? Do you, do you get enjoyment out of writing programs? Or is that something that you, you kind of, you know. You'd rather do more of the action, hands-on, the training, and the, the meal prepping the stuff with them instead of just writing out all the programs. Uh, I, I, I absolutely, 100% would rather be hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who I am. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. rather be hands-on. But I, all, because I want to help people, mm-hmm. um, I would also, I guess, use, use the conversations that I have being hands-on and doing no, pro, you know, be, I would use that information, the expertise um, to prepare or write programs for individuals who, who, who maybe, you know, who live somewhere else or who can't get mm-hmm. to I me. Mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to just, you know, not service somebody that needs help um, because they, I can't be hands-on with them for whatever reason. But if I had to choose one, absolutely hands-on. Um, but will I write programs? Absolutely. I would. And then that's where my, education background helps um also of course i have to not write programs but um kind of dissect programs and figure out Mm -hmm. what's best for the kids and then um a couple years ago i did curriculum writing so i wrote um the health and physics curriculum for um k through second grade um so it was just using those strategies um from my educational background i'm thankful for um to be able to write programs or propose different things um, really helps in that area. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I personally I don't mind it at all because again, before all of you know the pandemic happened, and our industry mm-hmm. was already changing anyway. Like a lot of people don't realize it because they're not in it every day. But I was yeah. telling people anyway, like gyms about to be obsolete. Like yeah. people, you know, before this happened. Because people are just mm-hmm. like, why well, go to the gym? I can buy a program. Mm-hmm. I can get this app. Mm-hmm. I can do this stuff at home. I can set things yep. up. So um, I don't mind it. And I, I actually, I love it. I do love the hands-on, but the reach, mm-hmm. you have more reach when you have, yeah, you, you write the programs and the apps and the, yep. this, that, and the website. So that's why I always ask yeah, coaches and trainers, like, like, what are you, where space are you in? Are you still totally want to be hands-on? Are you writing programs? Because if you want to survive in this business, you better get to writing programs. You yeah. better learn how to break them down, dissect them, and do what you need to do. Yeah. Because that is the next, um, that, that is it. That is our industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I always say, you know, you can't be, you, you got to make sure that you're flexible. And yeah. I got, and speaking of, yeah, and d- definitely. And actually, speaking of uh, being flexible during this time, what have you? Uh, what did you do to adjust to meet the the, the current climate uh, with uh, the with the business? So, of course, everything um, had to be virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I began to offer, it was the first time I offered virtual training, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I began to offer the virtual training and uh, virtual wellness coaching. The wellness coaching wasn't um, that big of a shift um, because a lot of times we met virtually anyway or over the phone. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, a lot of people weren't able to come sit down for an hour and, yeah. and talk. So yeah. we're in the space I was. So that that really didn't change that much. It was really just a training piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the strength and conditioning, when we were able to, um, that cha- that shifted because, um, or that had to change um, as far as the the size of the group. Yeah. So I had to I had smaller groups. So I had to figure out um, who I needed to pair with, who what levels they're at. Um, do I make different levels? Do I have different workouts for different sets of kids? Um, I never really had to do that before because whenever I train a team, it's the, it's everybody. Unless yeah. I'm doing some extra, you know, a little bit of work, 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after, then I'll do small group. But this, I had to do small group when we were able to, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started off actually doing virtual training with the team, too. I think our first seven trainings when we started back um, during the summer uh, were virtual Mm-hmm. And and they weren't they weren't too bad. And then um, I had to go to the small groups and really figure out, um, be strategic about planning workouts so that they can um, get the absolute most out of it. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. That's um, that we was well here. We was already kind of like doing mobile training and doing virtual just uh, for reach before it hit. So it kind of was us like turning it up a little bit more. Turn it up yeah. a little bit more so we can say, okay, well, this is what we need to do. This is the direction that we need to go in. But like you say, most of it, we was already going there. Like I said, the industry was already mm-hmm. shifting. So most people was like, you was either fully already virtual and mobile or you was in on your way. You know, and people who didn't, there, yeah. yeah, people who didn't, bless your heart, as they say. Um, yeah. Uh, for us, yeah, you have to. And in this, how, what, how do you, how do you see, how do you feel about the industry? I just ask, how do you feel about fitness overall? The message that they put out there. I, I, it's absolutely saturated mm-hmm. as one, mm-hmm. um, and which I, I struggled with initially because uh, I didn't want to do the same things that everybody else is doing. Yes. Um. <laughs> and I had to have a real heart-to-heart conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a spiritual person, I asked him to allow me to work in my niche, allow me to work instinctively. Those gifts that you've given me, whether it's a million people doing it or not, if I'm supposed to be doing it, if you gave me those gifts, then allow me to work in that um, in that area. So I had to kind of get comfortable um, with that notion. And mm-hmm. then really um, seeking seeking God and asking him to um, allow me to move in people's lives and the, the way in which he needs me to move mm-hmm. um, and the way in which they need me to move. So that helped me to kind of filter out the, okay, so it's saturated. So what, just f- figure out what you're good at, what makes you different. Um, and you work, that's where you work. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that there is a lot more emphasis on look, them feel yep um when it comes to um fitness and wellness um i think people 
are so I guess jump at it so fast because there's a look because of the appearance because of mm-hmm. you know how I want to look because how small I want to be because mm-hmm. how ripped or toned I want to be uh, when truly truly it's not and those are the perks but once you get to a place where you want to be what is going to keep you there yep if, if, if that's your if that's your goal um if that's what motivates you then that's going to be temporary you're going to hit a ceiling um, and then what if you don't, you, it takes you a long time to get to the place where <laughs> you want yep. to be, like, you're going to become discouraged. Like it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to make you quit because that goal is, um, it's temporary. It's temporary. So, um, more emphasis on how you feel, um, should be, I guess in the forefront. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much my, this how I, how I feel about the, I mean, I'm glad people are taking advantage of, especially during this time, because you see a lot more people going to parks and riding bikes, and yeah. all the weight equipment was gone at one point. You couldn't find yeah. it at Walmart, Target, Amazon. It sold out. You know, I'm glad people are utilizing it more. Um, but again, all of those things are going to come to an end if your focus is on the wrong thing. Yes. And most people's focus is on how they look, um, mm-hmm. and not really focus on how they feel, which gives you that why. Mm-hmm. And that longevity that you need for your wellness journey. So. That's true. That's true. That aesthetic. Um, most people go for the aesthetic, but honestly, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of that aesthetic that you're seeing on individuals, especially if you don't see them in real life. That's yeah. uh, it's Photoshop. So it's like yeah. <laughs> like filters that's the and camera, that's angles. Yeah, buddy. exactly. So yeah, it's um. I feel like the message, overall message, that is kicking out is not good. It's not healthy. Um, I, I, I focus more on mental health, um, because that's it, that, that goes a long way, um, to just be able to, you know, thank you through yourself through things and build, become stronger in that space. And then everything else will fall in place because of course we know this is discipline, consistency, dedication. This is what to even reach your aesthetic this is what um, this is what you have to do, and you have to be in a, a good mental space to actually do that. So that yeah. is definitely what's true. Before I let you go, I gotta ask you, um, which I always like. La- uh, you know, it's funny that I'm asking you this because this is what you do. But what what it does health mean to you? What does it mean to you to be healthy? Uh, let's see. Okay, so to be healthy, um, to me. Um, first, and the first thing that comes to mind is to be centered or grounded, mm-hmm. um, where you're in a space, um, you put your, yourself in a space of clarity so that you can figure out where to go from, from where you are. Um, so being grounded, having clarity, putting yourself in a position where your creative juices are flowing. Um, it also means pushing your body um, uh, to to a certain limit Mm -hmm. physically, challenging Mm -hmm. yourself physically, um, going against, swimming against that tide of, um, you know, the muscle atrophy and and different things that come along with the physical, getting uh, aging Mm -hmm. um, and muscles. Um, And then... I want to mention the emotional piece, but yeah. I, I guess emotional, emotionally being in, um, being in a good space. And yeah. I, I guess that kind of comes along with being centered 
and and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last piece to that, um, which is <laughs> the the connecting piece to all of it, is um, really um, eating to live mm-hmm. instead of living to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you put in your mouth affects your mood, affects your mental health, um, it affects you physically. Um, you're not able to <laughs> fully become centered, grounded, and do physically do the things you need to do if you're trashing your body. Um, so really changing that mindset of what I want to what my body needs. Yep. Um to function at its optimal level yeah. um, mentally physically and emotionally yeah. so i'll kind of i know i was kind of jumped around but all those things being in sync and not perfect um but c- the constant journey or the constant progress of yeah. all those things being in sync um and you operating at the, the highest level uh that you can for self that's that's what health means to me being healthy Thank you. That's an awesome answer. Thank you very much. You covered all bases for sure. So that's an awesome answer. If the people want to contact you, you're welcome. If the people want to contact you, how could they get in touch with you? Uh, they can. I'm on Facebook at The Health Dealer. Uh, I am on Instagram at The Health Dealer underscore underscore. Um, and my email is thehealthdealer10 at gmail.com. I'm currently uh, working on my website and things like that. But for right now, um, my link tree, my YouTube stuff, that's all on um, Instagram. So those are the two main things, the socials, Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, really appreciate you. Um, thank you very, very much. And I love what you do. You know, I'm always going to support. Thank you. Always mm-hmm. no support. Yeah. Always. And um we look forward to seeing more from the health dealer in the very near yes. future. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you. I look forward to putting more information out. I um I like I was talking to had a, a conversation with the individual earlier, um, just telling I look forward to I enjoy I really enjoy helping people and I think that's why God allows me to go through the things that I do during mm-hmm. my wellness journey. Um, so that I can share my experiences um, with other people. And I so enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to putting out more genuine content um, yeah. so you can see the real me, the real wellness, right? what it looks like, the good, the bad, and the, and the ugly. So uh, I appreciate you so much for having, for thinking enough of me to have me um, oh, yeah. on your podcast today. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Well, I must say that uh, we do a book recommendation at the end of the week, um, at the end of the show usually. And this book recommendation this week is uh, uh, really, I don't even want to suggest a book this week. This week, I want you guys to focus on happiness. That's really, really it. I want you to find out what makes you happy and chase that. We during this time, mental health is not being discussed in a way that I feel it should be discussed. Um, it's so important. There's so much going on right now, and it's a lot. 
it's a lot for all of us. Um, if we want to say it out loud or say it to ourselves or on a car ride home or whatever, but it's a lot going on. So make sure that you guys find something that makes you happy, not just during this time, but period. Find something that makes you happy and see how you can continuously chase that happiness and find that place. Get yourself centered. Um, really, really, really focus on that, um, this week, um, uh, going into the weekend, you guys, uh, you deserve to be happy. I'm a person who believe everybody deserves to be happy. So find your happiness. Um, as far as things going on with Tate School of Fitness, we have another Fresh Start Sunday airing this Sunday at 3 PM. We're going to start doing every other Sunday instead of every Sunday. So check us out at Fresh Start Sundays at 3 PM, our vegan cooking show. We will have a nice uh, meal for you guys being prepared this week. So check that out on our YouTube channel, Taste School of Fitness. Um, as always, every Wednesday, you can check out our Wellness Wednesday classes. It's a free hit Zoom class. You just click the link at 6 p.m. Check us out. Um, it's a fun way to burn some calories and uh, just have fun, sweat, and move a little bit with family. We all family on there. Also... Coming up, we are having a 5K walk in November. I will give you guys a date on our next show. Um, or if you follow me, I'll probably announce it during one after one of the workout two a days. Um, and we will have the 5K walk. It'll be a virtual 5K walk. You'll get a badge. You sign up. You show us your time. You will get a medal for finishing. So look forward to that. You'll be able to sign up through on that on our website coming up soon we are working on that i will announce that date and give that link in the link tree as well also you know that anytime that you want to sign up with uh taste school of fitness we are accepting new clients going into the fall so check out our website to tasteschoolofitness.com uh check us out there you can always dm me on our instagram page it's taste school of fitness taste school of fitness one and taste school of fitness fitness corner podcast instagram pages and if you want to look me up on Facebook, you can find me at um, Ernest Tate. Uh, that's the Facebook page. Just look me up and we can discuss uh, whatever you want to discuss. Signed up, what groups, what challenges and things that's coming up with us. I post it all on all of the social medias and the website um, pages. So as always, we want to thank you for all of your support and have a fit day.